Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hello, everybody. Oh, I started the hello before the um, the video was up. That's all right. Yes, welcome to episode 54 of It's All Fine and Dangy. 54? The podcast. Nope, not 54, 74. 74. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back in time, baby. Back in time. I am Angie Sanders, and this is Dan Fox. We never do that. We, I know. We, we were thinking we never introduce Our ourselves. Name is I don't Dangy, know why. Okay, that is it. That is it. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Facebook Live. We have a very special guest we are super excited about. We really are. Yeah, this, it, this it's week's It's meeting guest. one of our goals for this year for the podcast. Yeah, so we're so, super excited about that. Yeah, we are. So this year we said we wanted to have a celebrity on the show. It was one of our vision board things that yes, we did at the beginning of the year. And not only are we doing an interview with a celebrity, but we're doing one with a local celebrity. Yes, we are, which I am very happy about because we love to support local. So he has been in quite a few things. He's kind of a big deal, right? Too many to name uh, all of. I'm telling you. So video games, one of your favorites. Um, yeah. Over two dozen commercials, multiple TV shows and films. Some, um, some of my favorites are those too. Yes, yeah. yes. The Walking Dead. Red Dead, uh, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption Two. We're altogether. actually playing through that again right now. My daughter. And That's I. right. And the Outsider, which we watched and was amazing. Oh, so good. Um, so we would like to welcome Mr. Carlos Navarro. Thank you so much for joining us this Tuesday evening, Carlos. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, the invite <clears throat> and being here on this Tuesday. And um, nice to be here. Yes, and of course we would much rather have you in person because we have this lovely studio that we sat up, set up. Seventy-four. You guys have done seventy-four podcasts already. Seventy-four. Yes. Congratulations! That's awesome. I mean, that's commitment. Yeah. Podcasting is all about commitment and staying true and. And you got to battle through so many things and obstacles and technical. Oh, I know you know all about it. Oh yes. You are. How many are you doing a week? Uh, we only do one a week, um, but ah. we do try to have a guest every single week. And I think about 99% of our yeah. shows, we've had a guest. So Most we have had some where it's just been us and we've been on vacation or just, you know, had a cancellation sure. or something. But really, we've had a guest every single week and mostly local people. So that's, that's we want to support our local community. So it's been very exciting. We yeah. love it. It's been really fun. That takes, a, it takes a lot of work and dedication and commitment. And um, so congratulations. Yeah, thank but, you. But don't you love it during this time? Because it's, you know, we're not going out and meeting people anymore like we were doing, going, you know, <laughs> on location and feel, you're traveling around and, and bringing people in. But we're still staying connected. So right. that's what we need that. You know, we need to stay connected. Yeah. And yeah. we're doing it this way. So we love it. That's why I like the term physical distancing as opposed to social distancing. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You know, people said physical distancing, but social distancing seems to be the term. But yeah, I, I kind of consider it uh, physical distancing because, yeah, I feel like even more people are more connected now than ever yeah. um, because of this amazing technology. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I really don't use a lot of Skype 
that this yeah. is on. And uh, well, thank you for doing that for yes, us, by the way. Yeah, all Dan's yeah. technical stuff is all hooked up to well, that. So. You, you know what I used to do, and you can appreciate this because you do the podcast too, and I yeah. we, we uh, listen to your podcast as well. But well, thank you. That, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. But uh, we used to do all this individual stuff you had to manage, and I finally just bought an app that kind of does all of it, integrates all of it, but it only really ties in well to Skype. So you're not the first guest to go, Skype, really? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But let's talk about you for a minute, because that's what we're here to do. So right. I have known you, not like, you know, personally, but I've known you through other people for many, many years. Yeah. Um, a, a uh, My ex-wife, my baby's mom, I used to work at JRR <laughs> years ago. She was uh, in the IT department over there, Michelle Hips, Michelle Fox at the time. And I remember way back when you were at the radio station, when you were Black Bean at the radio station, uh, yep. I mean, time totally flies. I heard you say on your show the <laughs> other day that you're uh, going to be 40 soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll be oh, 40. welcome. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. baby. Welcome. Well, brother, I will be 50 <laughs> soon. So let me tell you, it, it goes so yeah, fast. Man. So fast. Yeah. But I didn't realize you weren't from here. You were born in Queens, New York, actually. Right? Yeah. Yep, born in Flushing, New York, and moved over when I was like six. Uh, it was a, a rail, kind of like a, a train, and I just kind of hitchhiked as a little kid with a knapsack. Oh, and sure. Just Here he goes. Uh, <laughs> now, pretty much like what every Hispanic route is, like family, you basically go to either New York or you go to Florida, right. one of the two places. <laughs> so we started in New York first, but made our way over here. Like when I was about seven, so I started school here, but I was kind of do have an attachment to you, to New York yeah. uh, for some reason. So you were too young for it to be like a culture shock because other friends I have that are from New York that move here, there's a period of adjustment because it's quite a bit different. It is a huge difference. No culture shock. I'm a Florida guy. Yeah. I am proud of Florida. Yeah. I love how much it gets run through the mud. Yeah, and me too. <laughs> crazy and how they should chop Florida off. Yeah. Yeah, separate what? us. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but, you know, all those New York people who are like, man, New York is best. New York pizza. Man, New York. Well, then, why are you living in Florida? Yeah. Why do, why you, why'd you oh, move? Oh, great point. You can't afford New York. You can't afford New York. I've been to New York uh, several times since yeah. moving uh, away. And it's cool. I like it. It's 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 okay. But uh, it's, it's too much. It's too I much. know. You're the, you're the same as me. I love Florida. I'm originally from Michigan. Moved down here when I was about 12. But I oh, consider nice. myself a native Floridian. Like I yeah. am Florida. Yeah. I yeah. look. If you don't like the heat, move. I yeah. like right. it. And oh, don't get me wrong. I, that, yeah. I like my my springs that are around here and all this. There's always something to do, no matter which direction you go here. Yeah. Like, you don't even I'm have proud. to go that far. I love it. Yeah, I'm with you. So let's talk about your career for a minute. So you you know you moved here from New York. When did you get started on production side of things? Because I read that you started on the production side of things before you got into acting. And you, if if a memory serves, you wanted to see what it was like to be an actor just from the production side. And as soon as you tried it, then you you wanted to stay in the acting side. But how did you get started in production? Yeah, you're, you're right, Dan. That's, uh, that's a good memory. Um, I always, uh, even as a kid, probably about like nine years old, I always had a camera in my hand. I mean, you hired me as, as a cameraman one time, too. That's right. Um, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I appreciate that. I still remember that. Um, I've oh, always too. been on the production side, and I always loved cameras and making little movies with my friends and being silly. And so I was always, Steven Spielberg was always my idol and still is. And 
So I always thought, okay, I'm going to make movies, but I didn't know exactly. It wasn't the acting side, even though I was like, oh, that seems fun. I could do that. Um, and then I should have taken some like theater in high school, but I didn't. I took TV production. So I did TV production all of high school. And then, um, and then I started in radio right from production. Oh, wow. And oh, cool. kind of went, yeah, yeah. And then, so when they, um, when I started being a, an intern for the monsters, I was literally, I just turned 18 and then I was kind of being silly and they're like, Hey, you're funny. And I was like, okay. So I started playing into that. And then it wasn't until like my mid early twenties that, um, that you're right. I wanted to take the acting class. Cause I was like, I was dating a girl at the time who was acting and I was like, well, and to be perfectly honest, I was like, well, I think I'm about as good an actress as her. <laughs> she seems to be doing pretty well. So like, I can do I this. Get it, get it. Hey. I know it's wrong. I'm like, You're honest. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the second I took the first class and it was to kind of get that other perspective, I was like, oh, this I love it. this. And my teacher, Yvonne, who's passed away since, she was very oh. complimentary, like the very first class. And, and uh, so I was pretty much hooked from there. And so I was like, I think like 22, 23. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, what, so what, what was your first job acting? Uh, my first professional gig acting, because uh, I did some like a student film and some other stuff. But my first professional gig acting was a, a baseball, 2K5 baseball game with Derek Jeter commercial. Oh. And uh, it oh, was... Uh, unbelievable because uh, it was like a three-day shoot in Tampa. It was a commercial shoot that I've never done something like that since. Um, and I got to work with Derek Jeter, and he was super nice. I tackled him. I threw him in a van. Oh, how cool <laughs> was, is that? Yeah, yeah. The commercial still is really cool when I see it. But that was my first gig, and it was kind of like right out the gate after like really taking it serious. Because for the first year with acting, I was like, Ah, you know, I still do this, do that, but my teacher mm -hmm. was like, "You have to act, Carlos. You have to. You have yeah. to do this." Oh, and that's like, oh, okay. oh, she was very so, encouraging. That's amazing. Extremely encouraging. Extremely encouraging. Like she, she I, I, like I said, I wasn't taking this as serious, and she was like, "Do not throw this away, Carlos." And I'm so glad that I really, really, really listened to her because yeah. she saw I, something. I, yeah, she saw yeah, something in you. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really. Um, you know, it's weird because acting class is a lot about emotions and, and technique sure. and, and discovering yourself. And at that age, I was I'd already been through so much crazy stuff in my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know about emotions. I know that sounds weird because emotions and mental health and everything is kind of yeah. talked about a lot now. But sure. mm -hmm. like, you know, this is like, what, 2002, 2003. And I know it doesn't seem that long ago, but it's a lifetime ago, you yeah. know, literally. Yeah. And so... Like there's exercises where it'll be like uh, you're just staring at the other person. You're going back and forth like you're upset. You're upset. You're upset. It's, it's called Meisner. And it like opened up my eyes. And I was like, oh, those are emotions. I thought you just yelled. I thought you just like, <laughs> you know, raised. It was just a weird thing. So it really helped me understand uh, my mentality and emotions and understanding and listening. A lot of different things that I didn't really do before. Oh, that's cool. Oh, now, that is cool. Your um, acting classes, were those local or... Did you? Yep. They yep. were local. local. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Arctic Acting School and Class Act Studios. They're pretty much very, they're very well known in Florida, especially in Orlando. Um, and uh, yeah, changed my life. Totally, totally changed my life and uh, to, a, to a great direction. And I still use the. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm like, oh, good thing I went to acting school because if I didn't have like, you know, when I did, you know, a movie and they'd start rehearsing, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember this is how you do it from acting class, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, so it's very beneficial, extremely, even if you're not an actor, even if you don't want to act, 
it's good uh, even your podcast host yeah would uh, be to learn how to listen and and, and watch and and take in uh, people's energy uh, it's really good for you it's funny you mentioned that because we we started this show to get more involved in the community. That was literally the reason we uh-huh. started the podcast. I'm an IT guy by my day job, so I was into all the equipment and stuff. But what we learned from doing this kind of ties into what you just said because not only have we made great friends, which we didn't really even expect to do from this, but something about meeting with people, especially in person, but like this too, but something about meeting with people mm-hmm. and picking up on their energy and uh, it, it's just been that piece of it, learning to listen, learning to, um, you know, absorb that, what they're trying to say and sort of share a moment with each other. I feel like yeah. that's been a big sort of accidental collateral yeah. part of this. Especially it, when you're doing interviews, because you can yeah. just go through the questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And of course, you know, you always kind of write some questions out or whatever, but we do like them to happen more organically. And that is what listening and interacting with the guests does and feeling them out. Yeah. That's when it kind of goes in that sure. good and direction. You, like Carlos, that. you've been doing that side of things life. for a long time too. You know, interviewing yeah, people. With real life, when you're meeting people and you're listening and you're paying up, especially when you go back and listen or watch yourself, because there's you, your mind is weird. It'll it'll cut out some of the bad stuff. But unless you're a very you know extremely hard on yourself, then it highlights the negative stuff. But uh-huh. if you're just kind of like an average person, you'll think, oh, that went well, and then you go back and you listen, you're like. Okay, I could have done this, or I could have done yeah. that. It's a good, it's a good habit to do. Uh, yeah. I still do it to this day with with uh, with a lot of the stuff that I do. I go back and listen and watch. How can I get better? Yeah. How can yeah. I be funnier? Can I do this? You know. Yeah, yeah, I love that. When I'm editing, I do that. When I'm going back and cleaning up the hiss or whatever, I'm listening to us. I don't, you know, because you don't listen to yourself when you're talking. So that's a great point. Yeah, I should probably do that more. Dan always goes back and listens, and I'm like, ah. I'm going to go just move on. <laughs> Bring me somebody else. I want to talk to somebody else, you know? No, you should because it's uh, it's just going to make you better, you yeah. know? And you obviously are taking this very seriously. You've committed your time to it, which sure. is the most valuable thing we have. Hell and yeah. it only refines you. And especially something like this where it's going to be these small changes that will make you better in the long run. And just trying to remember it is difficult, yeah. you know? And, and also... If you want somebody to, I'm not harping on you. I'm just kind of like what my theory is. Yeah. Like if I'm not willing to go back to listen, why should anybody else go listen? Yeah. That's true. That is true. That's good you advice. Yes. You He's know? told me that before too. So now I will really <laughs> but, take you know, full, full disclosure <laughs> for me though. I, I catch myself like in the car listening. Did I get the audio right? Is it mixed good? And, but then I start listening. So it's, a, you know, same kind of thing. Yeah. I want to go back to that. Um, the first call that you got for your first acting gig, gig though. Did you sound like a 12 year old girl screaming in the house when you got the call? <laughs> I want to be yes. a fly on the wall Absolutely. and know what it sounded like in the house. Absolutely. <laughs> Not only that, it's weird because you get so much. I still remember where I was at. I was in a public parking lot and I was calling my now wife. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God, I booked that Derek Jeter commercial. Like it was so out of the gate. But I'll tell you this. It's it's funny because. When you act, especially in film and TV and, and commercials, you get rejected all the time. It's literally no, 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 or not even no. There's not even a no. You just don't hear anything back, which is like getting ghosted on a date. Like having a first date, you're like, I think they went pretty well. Yeah, he was kind of cute, whatever. And then you get no call, no, no show, no nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and so 
you just go, okay, whatever. And I, I take the rejection pretty well because it's part of it. Sure. But mm-hmm. every time I booked anything, that's how excited you get. That's how oh, excited you get. get because you know how much. And my wife has been there with me since the beginning. And so she knows how difficult it is and the times that you think you're going to book something and you don't. Yeah. And and so every every little one that you get, you're just like, I get to work again. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah, I would uh, think there's all- not many times you say no in the beginning. You know what I mean? You're like, you, I want it. I just want yeah. any experience that I can have. And you're saying yes to anything that kind of comes through. Yeah, and that can be uh, that can hurt you as well at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for females, um, it definitely you get a lot of really nasty characters that take advantage of that in modeling and mm-hmm. in acting. Yeah, and um, and so for guys, you know, uh, I know I'm super hot and good looking, and I got to do a bunch of male scenes, but <laughs> it's not as much as guys. You know, it's, yeah, uh, you're not going to run into that. But um, but there is a certain point where you have to go like. Nah, you know what? What's my time? Like right now, I don't do that many commercials unless they're really funny. And of course, if they really pay well, I try and focus on TV, film, and radio. Yeah. And so there comes a point where you have to go like, nah, I'm not going to do that gig and spend a whole day. Or or I've had issues where it was like the guy, the director was just like, can you be more Spanish? Can you just be a little bit more Spanish? Oh, okay. You know, that's serious. Yeah, because yeah, um, I would think you could so, get um, what is it stereotyped type into cast. Yeah, yeah typecast right, and it's like that's it. If you do too many of those roles, that's kind of like the what they think your diversity is. Yeah, typecast. You, it is a lot of actors do get quote unquote typecast, but if you get into a position that you're being typecast, that means you're working a lot, yeah. and it's oh, usually true. okay with that. Okay, you know. Yeah. And, but for me personally. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of both ends of the spectrum. I love the comedy, but I also love dramatic stuff. And so I've been able to kind of go back and forth and sometimes mix them in the middle. Um, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I've been, I've been very blessed with all the stuff that, that I've been able to, uh, to do because I love, I love it all. Yeah. I mean, that had to help. It's, it's one thing to sort of stay positive. I know you talk about that a lot. You talk about it in your podcast, you talk about it in your social media. And I love that because, you don't do it in such a way that like everything's perfect or every day's perfect or any of that. And no, knowing those li- and butterflies, right? Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not all that, but, um, you know, I, I've known you from a distance, sort of like friend of a friend kind of thing for a long time. And I know like all of us, when you were younger, just like me, when I was younger, we all kind of had these little rough spots we went through. So to hear you, to hear sort of that transformation mm-hmm. that you've gone through, I firmly believe that your career is obviously based partially on your um, abilities uh, and your talent, but also your mindset, because you're you're not open to the opportunities if your head's in the wrong space. Um, and I love that. But one thing I wanted to ask about your roles, because we know that you're a comedian. Before you go to that, can, sure. can, I, can I add to that? Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Um, and I think God, the universe, whatever you believe in, for me, it's more of a universe thing and God, but Same. like my wife told me, you'll never book The Walking Dead if you're still drinking and you're out of shape and you're not taking it seriously. And that's yeah. when I was. I was, I, you know, I gave mm. up drinking years ago. Um, but like the universe was basically saying, you're not ready for this opportunity. What are you, yeah. you, you going to give me this opportunity? You're, you're going to screw it up again? Right. And I did you not, I mean, I quit drinking, I got back into shape, I refocused, and after auditioning probably 15 times for The Walking Dead, different wow. times over five years, okay, I booked it. 
and it was i mean and 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 then and then i book it and then i go to all these parties where there's booze aplenty and there's all these opportunities that alcoholic crazy carlos Mm -hmm. would have totally taken advantage of and acted a fool but that wasn't me. Oh, you what know? kind of commitment? See, I that's think- commitment too, because you've already got it, and you probably want to be social with the people that you know are on set or the people from the show, and being able to sort of stay in control of that—that's super impressive. Well, thanks, man. It's um, it honest, it's weird because there's so many people that only know me from not drinking, and they don't even imagine me drinking. Yeah. And it, and 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 on the show, especially my crew, the Kingdom crew that we were together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, we hung out all the time. We were always together. Oh, yeah. So I was a chronic knew. for years listening to that show way back. <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you. Um, when we would go to a bar or restaurant, they would order the O'Doul's for me. Yeah. They would, they'd be like, if they didn't have O'Doul's, they'd be like, let's go, let's go. No, this is, I mean, that's how, that's how much they knew. So it was never a pressure. They admired it. Oh, and, I love that. And it was never, never any issue with them. Oh, that's great. No, I just meant sort of yeah. internal pressure. It's nice to know you weren't getting sort of that, that weird peer pressure, but mm-hmm. you know, I just put myself in that situation after after meeting all these new people and it's all so exciting. Yeah. You know, for me I'd be like, Well, I kinda wanna have a drink with them, but you know, props to you for sticking to your guns. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. It this this was this is my second time drinking for real. And like I gave it up when um right out like when I first got married 27 i'm 40 now and then i gave it up for years and i kind of came back to it and next thing you know it kind of had ballooned up to a place mm. where i didn't want to yeah but after that after a really bad episode i made a decision in my mind that this is it that it's a life or death and it truly is for me my, my particular situation is i wasn't like this everyday drinker like i'm a thousand yeah myself. but I, as you can see my energy now and then i drink and then the, the cap comes off uh-huh. and i and i you know, and I just want to be, you know, have this much energy and drunk. We're kindred so, spirits. I, you know what it is for me? As we've gotten older, we'll have a couple glasses of wine, maybe once a week. But before that, for me, I was kind of the same way. Like, I didn't drink every day or even every week, but I also didn't ever have one or two drinks. I used to yeah. say, that's just irritating. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. so it was like, you know, 12 drinks every time you drink. So I can relate oh, to those days. Oh, you seem you have such a calm energy about you. I, it's funny to, for me to think of you like I guess you never really got wild, but having more than uh, more than a couple. Yeah, no, I stay pretty calm. Yeah, I wasn't crazy. Yeah, you but, you were. But I'm I'm the crazy one. Yes, <laughs> we're a good balance. Yeah, yeah, me too for sure. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's inappropriate sometimes. You know, oh, your kids around? Well, you better put them away. <laughs> you know, hey guys. I'm good. I'm good. This is a this is an adult party. Yeah, <laughs> you can't yep. have the children around that. <laughs> oh, so one of the things that I wanted to mention was I started to get back into that positive stuff that you you know that you uh, push and you promote, and I love it because mm-hmm. one of the things you know our show is called "It's All Fine and Dangy," and when we first started the podcast, Angie, we were in the car and she said, "Let's call it Dangy," and I said, "There is no way that is so schmoopy. I'm not doing that." And then she said. It's all fine and dangy. And I loved it because very much like your your motto, to the top, never stop. What it kind of says is that take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be okay. And I, and I love is. that kind of vibe where it's about being motivated, being positive, because it's hard to do. And I think it's especially hard to do right now for a lot of people, as you talked about recently, yeah. because people are stuck at home and they're 
they can't go do those distractions as you talked about, you know, where now you're stuck with yourself and your family and your kids and you really mm. got to take a look in the mirror more often. Um, so I just, I love the message that you, that you have on there. And I know that name. you got, it's a great name. You got to stick with that name. Oh, we I, know, will. I know the name. That's a good one. It's catchy. People remember it. All the and, domains uh, were open too. <laughs> when did you um, come up with yours saying? Have you been saying that for a long time? Like when was that kind of your motto? Um, well, uh, I would say back in 2007, we had hit some rough times. Not Megan, not my wife and I personally, but just in general life. Yeah. And, uh, and we were having trouble just kind of getting motivated. And, um, and it was right when we were trying to really discover ourselves, dig a little deeper in spiritually, uh, really learn about the law of attraction, how the power of our words. Um, and I was looking for something that would get Megan and I to kind of get going. And, uh, and I'm a big history fan and I was watching a thing on Teddy Roosevelt and he was talking about climbing a mountain and in the midst of uh, the rain and, and how hard the struggle was to get up there, we must go to the top. And it stuck with me. And, uh, and I was like, oh, that's cool. To the top. Yeah, to the top, you know. And so I go home to my wife and I was like, hey, hey, I got this great thing. Like, we, we need a motto. You know, we like we need a motto. We need to like say something when we get us fired up when we're down. And I was like, I was like this. I was like, so next time we're down, I was like, we got to go to the top. And she's like. Never stop. I was like, oh, <laughs> great. That's awesome. Yeah, that is so, amazing. And it stuck. And then, and, and basically ever since, uh, cause I've been able to go back and I've, I've pulled a lot of stuff cause I want to write a book one day and I've written so much on there that I'm like, oh, you know, I, love that. I know you've written a book. Yeah. I know yeah. you've written. Yeah. You can pick his brain. Um, he can help you. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's, 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 uh, I, I can only imagine it's an overwhelming, um, task at times, but I've gone back and I can actually see the first time I wrote it and put it out there. Oh, and, uh, and it was like 2000, I think we, st- we were saying it for a while, but 2008 or something like that. And it's like, like my wife and I say to the top, never stop. That's and amazing. It's just, yes. It's stuck ever since. And, and now, and I always said I, I wasn't on the radio when I was doing this. And then when I was asked to come back, even before that, I was like, man, I, if, if I ever, and I never thought I would, I never thought I would be back on the monsters um, for many reasons. But I was like, if I ever did, I, I would definitely use it to talk about some positivity and, and to the top, never stop. And so when I first came back, Russell was like, hey, man, what would you want to do a segment? I was like, it's going to be called to the top, never stop. And he's like, awesome. And That's so it, oh, I it, love it. Yeah. That is so this thinking, you know, Dan just kind of touched on this, but do you feel like that was a pivotal moment in your career kind of taking off when the thinking changed, when the mindset kind of changed? 100%. Awesome. 100%. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy how, I mean, all we're fueled on are our thoughts, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately we're the ones who select which ones we want to believe the negative ones about us. Oh, we're not good. We're not this, we're not that. Or, okay, I can achieve this. I can do this. And, and, and they say that, uh, we think over 60,000 thoughts a day Oof. and 90% of our thoughts are the same ones we thought the day before. Okay. Oh, that so makes sense. About, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to absolutely be careful what we think and even more careful with what we say, because when we put it out into the world and we make it a thing, then it becomes even more powerful. Real, and yeah. if you write it down, it even becomes more powerful. So that's why in this age of social media, you see people that when they write, you can 
feel their energy from their words. Yes. And you can look down their timeline and you can see, oh, this person's angry. Yeah. This person's mm -hmm. hurt. You know, and so mindset is everything. Yep. And uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because it absolutely changed our entire life. And it's 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 so important. There's a great book uh, called Mind Hacking that talks about how, you know, our computers, our minds are, are just like a, a CPU. And you'll know this, Dan, from being yeah, a tech guy. I'm writing that book title and, down, too. <laughs> oh, oh, you'll love it. It's 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 one of my favorite books ever. And the word and, and our thoughts are the HTML code. OK, yeah. and that's what actually makes the framework of our personal reality, right? Yeah. And what is our personal reality? It's our personality. That's all it is. And mm. so that's how it's all connected. And um, there's not one super successful person that's sitting around going, man, I never thought this would happen. I yeah. never believed in myself. I know. I, never, I, I love those stories. You know, I love them. So, I, yeah, so many people I talk like that. Yeah, I, no, I couldn't agree more. And so, so yeah. many people that are successful, I, I get interested in listening just to other interviews of other actors and how they knew Jim Carrey talks about how he wrote himself a check, you know, and, and uh, those kinds of stories. I just love them because kind of like the secret, the the idea that you already have what you want, it's ju you just haven't reached out and grabbed it yet kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. But I'm not, I don't think I'm quite to the place you are. Because I still struggle with getting frustrated, I think, sometimes from day to day. But that's the, I love how you framed it out like that. I really want to read that book because I feel like maybe that'll help me to to remember that when I'm getting frustrated. Because sometimes, you, you said something the other day on your show as well, that if you think about every single thing that exists in the world started as a thought. Oh, that, yeah. That really struck me because... It, then you, it makes you want to change your mind. If you feel yourself drifting somewhere, it makes you want to change your mind and change your direction. Yeah, it's it's uh, it is weird. From this computer, this microphone, your hat, that poster, thoughts have energy, and yeah. that's why a lot of people. And we go back to mindset; they can't get to sleep. And, they, and if you know anybody, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. The first thing I say to them is, oh, "Okay, well there you go." And by the way, that book is written by an IT guy, a master in IT. Wow. So I think you'll really connect with oh, that. It's I'm, I'm, I'm going to order it tonight. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> one of my top five. But as far as not being able to sleep, the reason that is you're probably a super analytical. And super analyticals think a lot. And they're always mm -hmm. thinking. And just and I, and I always go back to our bodies and our minds and connected to, to technical stuff. Because imagine this. What is going on with your brain right now is you have a drive that is overfilled. Okay? Yeah. So it's, it's in the red. And in order to reduce that 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 load, you have to export it. And how do you export it? It can't be typing. It's writing what we've been doing for thousands of years. And that will literally export these thoughts. Do it. Have a notepad by your nightstand <laughs> and literally write, write, write. And don't think about it. Don't think I have to write in these prose or I have to write something clever. Write spaghetti airplane. I went through the airport and I eat like biscuits and da, da, da. <laughs> And that'll be like, shh. I write all, I mean, you can probably see my camera, my stuff over there, but I have four different notebooks. Well, right there. And, and I use them for different things. I have one for to the top and, and I always have this much energy and stuff going through my mind, but I can sleep like that. Because when I lay down, I know, okay, I, I've exported it. Because right oh, now your mind's idea. going, 
I can't forget about this. I can't forget about that. I can't forget. Oh, I, and I got to remember this. Oh, God. Okay. High five. He needs that. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm getting some composition I, journals tonight. I'm going to try. I'm going to yeah. get my iPad and my Apple Pencil. I, I'm going to yeah. do. I'm actually going to try that. That's it's, that but, is some really great work, advice. Do it with paper, Dan. Really, I hate paper. paper. Yeah, because this, what we've been doing with this here, I mean, this is all notes and I chart. This has been thousands of years. Remember, our phones, our yeah. computers, not even twenty years old that we've been doing it. So, the, so you're gonna get a. That's pretty cool, though. I like the. I like the pen like that. So you know that that's. I'm gonna. Ha she's gonna have to change me there because I am so non. You know why I'm non paper because I can't find it. And maybe that's the point. But I like to be able to punch up a search for the note I wrote. You know. But I think the you know idea what? is just getting the thought down. It don't even matter if you go back tomorrow and look at it. Yeah. Maybe two years you go back and look, but it's down. It's out of your mind. Yeah. You know, this? Can y'all see that? Yeah. Yeah, we see it. Oh, yeah. Notebooks. That's all notebooks. And so you can go back and, 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 and Jim Ron has a great thing. He's like, the thing that should be most impressive in your library is your own notebooks. Your yeah. kids will go back and read your notebooks one day. You'll have it and just have it like a little personal, this is my thing and I can write whatever I want on it and you, it'll feel good and check things off. The brain loves love that. This. It, and that that's, is this all from I'm that book? You, no, you know, it's a cumulative thing of a lot of things. Um, but as far as note taking and notebooks, that's something that's throughout that a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Um, uh, that that is just so, so beneficial. We, we 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 write out our plans for work. We'll do a PowerPoint presentation for some idiot company that we're trying to make a buck off of. Yeah. We'll, we'll 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 work on our kids' school work. We'll write out a, a fifteen page report and help them with it. But for our own lives, mm. we don't take a second to write down our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's so important. It's so important. We should be the biggest project we're ever working on. Yeah. You know, and, and a notebook is a big, big, big key element to that. I yeah. love that. And then you have a, your own little library of your life. I want to try it. Like, because it could be something really weird that happened that day and you might not remember it. And then three years later, you go back and go, oh, and it triggers something. Yeah. You know? Oh. All the time, I go back and I'll and I'll see an old notebook and I'm like, oh damn, because our brains are weird, man. I they know. forget our our phones are our memory. We're cyborgs, you know. Yeah. We literally walk around with our brain outside, <laughs> like so true. Oh, you're like, you know, you you're literally at like, I'm looking at you. you know, it, it, it's crazy. So you know, you can you can really do a lot with it, and it'll help you sleep. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. I really am. I feel like if we keep talking about that, I'm gonna have to start paying you seventy five dollars an hour for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, I've already, you know, I've already got some therapy through this. It's wonderful, actually. <laughs> I love it, though, because I believe in so much of that stuff. Even before I heard you say it, I believe in so much of that stuff. But I do struggle sometimes to stay on, on the path of it. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's an and advantage what, to getting older because your metabolism you slows that, down. What's that? Dan, what do you mean by that, that you struggle with? Um, um, being on the path what do you mean by because that? I have a tendency to I'm very analytical and I have a tendency this is going to make me sound crazy but I've I've admitted this no, on the it's show okay. before I have a tendency we have a little bit of a signal issue so it's getting a little blurry but we're, we could still see you um, Okay. but I have a tendency to here's where I'm going to sound crazy when a computer or a piece of technology or we've been doing a lot of home renovation something's not coming together there's a little part of me that it almost feels like this thing is intentionally causing me problems, even if it's an inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so that's where I start getting really frustrated sometimes. And that's the part I I have to work on. Now I am light years better than I was when I was younger. But But one of the things I say, you know, is that it's the energy, the more of the energy that you frustrated energy you put into it, it just gets worse, you know? And it's almost like you get this veil over your eyes and you could be looking for your glasses and they're sitting right in front of your face, but you can't see them because you're so frustrated. So irritated. You're blind. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe the universe is an echo chamber. I really do. I believe that it's not good or bad. I'm not a religious person. I believe the universe will give you everything you expect from it. So if you're like, mm-hmm. oh, today sucks. Yeah, it's going to suck now. Yep. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yep. So I try to yeah, remind it, myself of that when I'm ready to, you know, blow the world up because something's not working. <laughs> it sounds like you have a good trait in you that you like things to be resolved. It's You probably oh, yes. like things to be mm-hmm. resolved before oh, you move forward with the next thing. Well, put it this way. So that we're having that signal issue right now, and it's a little blurry. It, the, okay. re, the recording that we have of this that will go on YouTube will be great, but the live feed is a little jittery. So our internet went out yesterday morning or midday or something from a lightning storm. Inter- our internet is never out. I have 65 smart devices. Our whole house is a smart house. And <laughs> I thought, we have Carlos on tomorrow. Uh-huh. If, if this, our internet is never down. If our internet is down tomorrow, it's going to be like, what the... Excuse and you know me. what I said? Well, I'll just message him and tell him our internet's down. What am I and, but meanwhile, I'm running around. The first thing this morning, I'm at Spectrum getting a new modem. I'm driving to Best Buy's to try to find a router today because they're all sold out everywhere. But I will tell you all night last night, not just for the interview, but it was bothering me that this things weren't running smoothly. I, it's, I swear uh, it makes me sound crazy. But in the middle of the night, like two in the morning, I got up and checked to see if Wi-Fi was working. I yeah. just, I like for everything to be working. So, Carlos, basically, can we hire you? $75 an yeah. hour? Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's, let's, yeah. Talk, let's yeah. talk more about you. But, but I will say this, that the kids and Angie have learned, if we're walking out the door, if we're going on vacation or to the beach and your phone or your Lexa or your whatever isn't working right, do not mention it because Mm-mm. Dan will go back in the house and have to fix it before you leave. <laughs> So. <laughs> I have warned the kids. I'm like, don't you say anything. <laughs> don't you say it. <laughs> All right. So let's bring it back to you because I want to talk about some of the stuff that you've been in. So you've been a radio host for a long time at 104.1 here in Central Florida. Um, I know you were on the show for a long time. You were gone for a while. You're back. You've been back for a long time. I'm a big fan of the show. It's a very popular show. Mm-hmm. Anyone in Central Florida knows knows about the monsters. Um, but I want to talk about the stuff that you've done with your acting because it would have already been cool to me that I kind of know an actor if you were, you know, doing toothpaste commercials and nothing else for the rest of your life. But some of the stuff that you've been in has been like major big productions, a lot of the stuff that you've been in. And some of them have been what I would call like cultural phenomenons like The Walking Dead. And I know this one's going to sound weird to you, but Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of the biggest video games of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like when you, I know you said you're excited and every time you get something and you were excited for Walking Dead, but for instances like that, where there's so much writing on it, does it, are you, is there a level of pressure? Is it more difficult for you or at this point are you just like, you know what, I got this? Oh man, good question. Um, Walking Dead was big for me. Yeah, uh, like most actors who book Walking Dead. It's my favorite show. Yeah, 
like I said earlier, I auditioned for five years for it. I didn't know that. Literally got not even goes, just like just sorry, all these. So I'd almost given up in my mind. It, I would go through the motion. My agent would say they want to see you again, and I'd be like, "Are you freaking kidding me? Oh. Don't they just <laughs> they're just they're messing with me?" It was a girlfriend. It was a tease. It was a tease girlfriend who was like, "Bring me over the house and think you're gonna get it," and then you're like, and "She's like, oh, I gotta go. My parents are coming over." You're like, what? Whatever, you know. Um, but um, so, so this came out of the blue. It really did. It was I was I was taking a nap. My I get a text from my agent. My agent's like, "Hey, call me, Carlos." And I'm like, "Okay, where go? Hey, what's going on?" She's like. The producer of Walking Dead wants to see you for a role. And that's not how normally things go. You just get an email and it'll say, hey, read for this part. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they want to see you for this role. And I'm like, do you know what it is? And they're like, yeah, you're riding a motorcycle. And she's like, do you know how to ride a motorcycle? I was like, yeah. She's like, do you know how to ride a motorcycle really? I'm like, no, not at all, but I'll turn. Yeah. Was it for the so, horse? It was the same thing with a horse too, right? Yeah, so that's what ended up happening. They were like, no, we don't want to see. They had me audition for three different roles, tape, yeah. send in. Then they were like, hey, no, actually, we want to see you for this part. Do you know how to ride a horse? And I was like, of course I know how to ride a horse. I'm really good at it. She's like, are you sure? And I was like, I've never ridden one, but I will learn yes. for this. You know? <laughs> and, uh, but I knew the show and I knew the comic book, so I was like, oh, I think that's the kingdom. I think Oh, that's yeah. the kingdom. And then I got the call. Hey, you're gonna be you're you're I can't I can't even tell you your name, but we're sending over the script. We want you in Georgia by four o'clock tomorrow. Oh and that God. was one of the happiest moments of my because my wife was right there. We jumped for joy and, and I look and I got the script and I'm like, Oh my god, I'm in the kingdom. I'm like it was the introduction. Oh, and I was like, amazing. Oh, and I, the end, I'm like I didn't die. I'm a recurring yes. character. So um, I still get chills actually thinking about it, to be honest. Oh, we were so um, bummed when you did. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We were, because yeah. when you were, when you were coming out mm. with the king and I annoy the family so much, I'm not just telling you this to blow smoke right now, but no. every time you're in the background of anything, I'll go, that's they're Carlos. Carlos. Yeah. To the point to where that's they're like, yeah. dude, we know that's Carlos. <laughs> Um, we see him, and you know what? You know what's so funny about it is I sw- I don't know why I'm like this, but whenever anyone I know, even if I don't really know you that well, has a part where you're like a speaking part, I'm yeah. like, it, like we're watching The Outsider, and when you come to the door, I'm like, you got this, man, you got this. Yes, he, though- he literally says it out loud. I'm not even kidding you. Yeah, I don't know why. He gets like clammy and nervous. I swear, it's like swear. watching your kid in the play or something. I'm like, you got this, and I'm thinking it's recorded, of course, you know. But anyway, it's a true That's story. So- <laughs> yeah, that warms my heart. I feel that. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I guess to get to your que- to your ultimate question, um, I don't get nervous with this stuff. It's it's I I I know this sounds cocky, but I've been doing this stuff no, since not- I was a kid. I love it. I've yeah. been for it. I'm a performer. It's who I am. I get nervous if I had to do math problems Same. or if I had to go like play basketball in front of my favorite basketball players yeah. or do or fix a car. That's not my thing, but. This is for sure, and and I feel it when I was on The Walking Dead. I'm like, when I was on the eight or nine episodes or whatever I was on, I was on the hundredth episode, and I worked with all these amazing actors. I was like, I feel so happy. It's like it feels so good. And and then there's Red Dead Redemption, right? Where it's like I read for a part. They said we want you to be a criminal. All right, be a southern criminal. All right, would you like this? We're right, trying to figure this. out who you are. Every time we play it, we're trying to figure out who you are. I don't think we can tell. <laughs> 
that's who I am on it. But here's the deal. I didn't know what I was recording. I, was I had ask. to go to Atlanta until the studio, until I they literally pulled up the script. And I was like, oh, this is Red Dead Redemption 2. Because they had me read for a totally different video game. And oh. uh, and it wasn't until I was in the booth that I realized, because I was a fan of Red Dead Redemption. Same. Oh, this is Red Dead Redemption 2. And then I was like, Yay. and that was the hardest <laughs> game uh, tracking I've ever done in my life. It was all face and really intense and rocket fire. And uh, the, it was the big producer of the game who was producing me that I didn't realize until later. Um, but it was cool. It was, it was, it was really cool to be a, a part of it. Did they, did they have you go into like a sound booth and record the different things? Is that how they do that? Yep. Yep. So they got, they put your, you know, the little dots in your face. You have to have your face shaved. Oh, so they, they oh, so you, that your actual, yeah. your face is, it's probably a, a morph of your face is in it as well. Oh. Cause I know some of the actors of the other parts too, that's kind of looks like them, but they've changed a little. You can tell. Oh, totally. I actually just played it the other day for the first time. I, I just got an Xbox One again. I got my daughter, and I was like, all right, let's get an Xbox yeah. One. And I started playing it. And I could hear what I know my voice sounds like, that there's so many characters that they mix in. Yeah. Um, and literally, mine is like this, and they'd make you read in different emotions yeah. and uh -huh. stuff like that. So, so can you tell I mean, me what... Yeah, so, so now that you've um, played the game, can you tell me what town you're in, or do you even know? Honestly, Dan, oh, here's the deal, Dan. I started playing it, and I'm like, it'd been years, and I'm like, this is gonna take my entire life oh, away from yeah, me. It will. It, it will. It so will. I can tell you, I don't, so, uh, I don't play video games anymore. My son is older; he's moved out now. My daughter never liked video games ever, and she started playing Red Dead Redemption two. I don't know what, maybe three, four weeks ago, because we're all in uh -huh. lockdown. Now she is yeah. completely addicted to the point to where I gave her my PlayStation and bought another one. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I never even want to use. Yeah. And now we play multiplayer together on it because it's a way we kind of spend some time together. But she will text me and say, there's a hidden thing in the swamp. And I don't even know. She's just got it. She, yeah. So I love it. it. But when hilarious. I told her that you were in that too, because she knows you're in, uh, you know, Walking Dead, she's like, no yeah. way. So yeah. you're, you're hitting all the, all the hits in this house. So you're, right. you're naturally comedic. You know, that's you can tell just by talking to you that your comedy kind of comes natural to you. Is that one of your favorite roles to play? Well, you said you like drama, though. You do like more dramatic roles. Um, but I like you in the comedy roles. I loved Identity Thief. I crack oh, up from that scene every single time I watch it. I'm just like, <laughs> no, you don't pay your bills. Got to cut your card. <laughs> like, oh my God. Did they let you ad lib any Thank of that? Yeah, a oh, lot of it they? was. That all, you know, yeah, oh my that, gosh, that was, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it's that's a thank you by the way. Yes, comedy is my favorite. Improv is my favorite. I love making people laugh. That's like my favorite thing. Robin Williams is one of my idols. Yeah, and that's a good a idol. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's somebody that I really think about whenever I perform on the radio show or whatever. So yes, like I created that character was supposed to be an Indian convenience store worker, right? Mm -hmm. To begin with. Yeah, And then the director was like, and then I, I read for a whole nother part. And then the director was like, hey, just come in. And they think you live down the street. I'm in Orlando. This is in Atlanta. And they're like, just come in. We want to see you for another part. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and so I drive up there and I basically recreate my cousin who owned a convenience store. Mira, papi. You know, they thought like this and everything. is Mira, I, I got to talk to my papi. Yeah, you, you don't pay your bills. And so then uh, the director I started going back and forth with. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Left. And then the day, then I get the call that I book it, which was another amazing, like, ah, exciting, screaming. 
Jason Bateman. Yeah. You know? um, and then the day we shot with Jason Bateman um, and did the table read, they weren't expecting it. I could go into so many different stories, but I'll tell you this. One of the best moments, uh, the director's name was Seth. And it was me and Jason Bateman, and we're sitting there about to go in and shoot, and we're just kind of chit-chatting. And he comes up to me. He's like, Carlos, this is all we're shooting today. He's like, and I got three cameras on you, and I want you to do exactly what you did in that audition room. I want you to make Jason break. And I was like, you got it, man. And boom, we went in there. And, and, the, and I'll never forget the first take. This was the biggest set I'd ever been on. This was mm-hmm. a Universal Studios picture with Jason Bateman, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. The, the whole street was shut down, and we're in the convenience store, and the whole crew. There's a 50-person crew, and there's all these, and I, and 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 Jason's there, and and you know I'm talking to him just like this, blah 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 blah, blah. and then we start filming, and we do the whole scene, and then the scene ends, and you hear the director go cut, and the entire place bah, explodes <laughs> laughing. Oh, that is so <laughs> awesome. And Jason Bateman comes back up to me and goes, Carlos, do it just like that every time. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that- was, and, and, and then it went to the trailer. And, it, and, it, and to this day, people love that movie. And it's that. And I just, I, I'm so, I love being a part of that movie. Yeah. So you said you love to make people laugh. Have you done some of the improv around here in Orlando? You know, I never did a lot of stage improv. My radio show. Is basically five hours of improv, and and throughout gotcha. the show, I do so many different characters. Oh, um, I have done um, some theater around town. Um, I've been working on a one man show that involves some improv, hmm. uh, some characters, um, but um, and then even some of my new to the top podcasts. I'm kind of including my characters, which are improv, and and trying to do something a little different. Um, but as far as your classic improv. Whose line is it anyway? Mm-hmm. I that's not really uh, not what I what I've done. Yeah. Well, it seems like your um, your radio show is where your outlet is anyway. Yeah. That's yes. what that's yeah. that's where oh, you're. Remember, you're doing I played it. that call for you, the crazy guy that called that that he talked to you on the phone. You did. I did. Yeah. You. Uh, I don't know I'm if sure you knew. You'll have I don't to know play if you again. knew who the guy was that was calling in. Maybe that was the uh, thing. Maybe, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? No. So I have a question. So what is um what is the dream role that you look forward to having? Because you know you're gonna get it. So what's that dream role for you? I love that question, yeah. Yeah, that is a good question, Angie. Um, you know, I feel like I got I've gotten to play little flickers of each one, like like whether it was being like in part of the kingdom, the 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 night of that or bloodline where I got to play like this little drug dealer kind of Cuban guy, but like Pacino definitely is like another one of my Mm. idols. So I would have to say, I I write this down as part of my affirmations. I would like to just play an iconic character. And, and that may be really funny guy. It may be a crazy, creepy ass guy, but something people will always look at and go like, Oh dude, you were, cause my buddy, Kari, he's Mm -hmm. King Ezekiel and he's cyborg. And so he has these, iconic characters that he will always be and we've talked about it before and he understands that and 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 really uh is humbled by it and respects it and so um so something like that i i and i also think scarface something like scarface is yeah and i'm I'm getting to the age now where i can play the big big boss you know or it's (laughs) like you know what um just a hitman uh so uh so something like that something that has some good meat to it whether it be comedic or dramatic 
I could see that for you. But before I forget to tell you, when we end the show here, when we tell you goodbye and kind of kill the call, as we're rolling out of the show, we're going to play that clip that you have on your YouTube channel of uh, little the little clips from different shows. So, oh, sweet. Yeah, there's some oh, parts. And Andy, in you know what? I did also want to say Hamilton. I would love to play Hamilton oh, cool. in Hamilton. That's something that would be on stage. Um, uh, I, I've auditioned for Lin-Manuel Miranda before. I did not get the part for his new film. But it's uh, I want to do something with a musical, singing, dancing. Uh, it's a little challenging for me. But that would also be a really big dream role to play Alexander Hamilton. Oh, that's awesome. That That's a, that's a big role. Yeah. But yeah, I think... I it will come. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, with your mindset, it'll definitely come. Um, so you post a lot of positive um, things about your family on your, your pretty open book when it comes to your family on there. And I love that because you guys have like a great energy. You got that new baby girl and you're yep, a girl, yep. you're a girl dad. Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> true and true. All the way through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Except one boy dog. One big boy dog. He's oh like, yeah, hey, he's cute. What is he? A labradoodle? Is he a labradoodle? He's a labradoodle. Ninety-five pound labradoodle. That's a big dog. Yes. Holy moly! Crazy. So, yeah. so with your with your beautiful little family that you have and your dog, your little complete family, it seems. Um, how do how do you kind of put things in or? I mean, I don't want to say order of importance, but you know, how do you keep everything balanced, basically? Yeah, it's not easy, um, to be perfectly honest, because everything that I'm trying to achieve, achieve career-wise, I can only kind of do myself. I'm the only one putting myself out there. I'm the mm-hmm. only one creating this. But my wife and I are a very good team, and she evens me out, and she's better at time management than me. I talk to her a lot about things. I write out a lot of things. Um, I try and be conscious. Uh, have I? How much have I hung out with my daughter? How much have I, you know, yeah. and really – I put in the work to make sure that I'm spending that time because if not, that's when I get the back of my mind like, man, have I, man, I really haven't spent a lot of time with my daughter lately. I really haven't spent a lot of time with my wife. I've been really focused on work. So it is about really being conscious of your time. Mm-hmm. And I don't do a lot of stuff. I don't go, especially now with the pandemic, but yeah. like I don't do a lot of extra stuff. I'm with my family. I work on my stuff, which is my passion. And very little, I mean, sure, I have fun, I have friends like anybody else, but that time is so valuable to me that if I were to go spend four hours doing something that I even mildly didn't like, I would be like, well, I could have spent that with my daughter. I could have spent that doing so. So it, that's that's the way I see it. And I think you can make a big mistake in life when you only focus on your career. Because mm-hmm. next thing you know, yeah. your kid's in high school, your kid's leaving to college, yep. and they're like, dad. Where the hell were you? You weren't right. even there half the time. And yeah. why, why, what, oh, now you want to hang out because you're lonely? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, uh, so I'm very, 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 very conscious of it. Oh, that's great. That's great. I think we all need to be, you know, kind of thinking that way. Yeah. Because your time is so valuable and you got to make sure you're delving it out where it really needs to be. Yeah, you can tell that you do that. But it's mm-hmm. a good question because, it, you know, with, your, with how busy you are and successful you've been, it wouldn't take... It wouldn't. It would be easy to drift into the career thing, and mm-hmm. you know, let it let it consume you. Yeah. Like anything can consume us if we focus too much on that one thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and and honestly, you know what it does? Like happiness are two things. Happiness is one being in the moment and progressing. 
And if you don't have either of those things, you will not be happy. You, if you're not focused on the moment, you're thinking about the past. Yep. And that's that that's that can be depressing. You think about the things that you missed out on, the mm-hmm. things you need. And if you're focused on the future, then that's anxiety. And you have anxiety of what things may come, of how it may do it. And you really what you're doing is you're taking away the only thing you really have, which is literally this moment. Yep. You know, I get asked to do a bunch of different podcasts. I don't accept them all. I really like you guys. You guys have always been kind to me, and I'm glad that I can, you know, and I'm really enjoying this. But I, I really I think people throw away their time. I think people just haphazardly throw away their time. If they looked at time like money, they would be freaking out. Yeah. If that every hour mm-hmm. they just let by was, was ten dollars, they'd be like, "Wait a second, what? What?" Uh-huh. They yeah. really readjusting. And I think honestly, some near death experiences, everything being taken away from me, financial and personal hardships, have made me really appreciate every single second that that I get. Yeah. That, well, you could tell that for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I uh, you know, it's inspirational to me because it, it's easy to get caught up in things. It's easy to let a day or two go by. And I think I'm kind of like that too. It's why when we talked about the video games with my daughter playing it, it's a different thing. Now it's like, it's a Time memory together. we have. Mm-hmm. But sitting there playing video games by myself, I hardly ever do that because just like you said, I started thinking, I could be creating something. It could be doing something. Mm-hmm. It, I, you know, I might have fun doing it, but you know, two hours later, I'm going to be bummed that I wasted two hours. <laughs> so, or really excited if you got the white horse. Okay, <laughs> right, I, know. I know about the white horse. Okay. <laughs> that was a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, Carlos, we started. Um, our podcast because we wanted to get more involved in the community. And part of that is helping to support local talent like yourself, um, local businesses, local nonprofits, you know, smaller businesses, family owned, um, and artists definitely all around. So we always ask our um, guest, which way, in which ways are you involved in the community? What kind of things do you like to support? Are there any organizations? Do you volunteer your time? Anything like that, that precious time? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I don't do a lot of promotions anymore. I mean, I do them, uh, if I really like the situation, but mm-hmm. I really try and focus, um, my time when I'm away with different charity organizations. Number one, the mustard seed, uh, the victim oh, service yes. center, uh, of Orlando, um, the Osceola chapter of, of the guardian ad litem program. Um, I work, I, I always would see people that could build things or, 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 or they could donate a lot of money um, or use whatever services they have and and they could help an organization. And I was like, well, what is it for me? And I'm like, well, it's kind of my voice. It's, it's me being on a mic, me hosting stuff. And so once I started putting that into works, uh, the opportunities were there. And so I'm, I'm really actually kicking things back up on my podcast, or not on my podcast, on the radio show. I'm going to try and uh, – I did do a To the Top charity of the, of the week before, mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm bringing that back because I, right now with the pandemic, a lot of nonprofits and charities are really struggling. Yes. And so um, I, am, I, I feel very fortunate to, uh, to be in the position that I'm in, and so I, I absolutely think giving back is, is not only something good – uh, for the community, but it's good for your soul, oh, yes. and it um, and it, it it will it will help you in so many different ways. Um, and and if you're feeling down, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling depressed, if you just would look outward and help other people, you'll feel so much better. 
Yeah, we like to say yeah. the thing about giving is it's self-serving at the same time. You know, you don't it you don't is. really know what that means yeah. until you start doing it. But we love to hear that you're so involved yeah. in and helping charities and yeah. doing that. And you just reminded me. I don't know why this just came into my head, but when you were talking about the segment you did, I, the one little uh, verse that popped into my head is when you used to go, "Wow, look at this!" When you used to go through the price. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at this! That was yes. It. <laughs> That's- that was my first catchphrase was, wow, look at this. Yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Carlos, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us tonight. This was really fun, and uh, it was really cool to learn more about you know your career and yourself and just to kind of hang out with you a bit. Hey, I appreciate the invite. This was a lot of fun, and congratulations on your podcast. And uh, yes. maybe down the road, we'll, we'll come back around, and we maybe you'll it. find that white horse on Red Dead Redemption. Maybe I'll find <laughs> You'll be sleeping well, you know, yeah. and uh, and then and then you go uh, trademark the name. You know, it's a good name. It's all yeah. fine and dangy. Well, yeah. thank you thank so you. much, and we wish you so much success. And we are your huge supporters on this end. So we will be rooting you on. And Dan will be saying, "There's Carlos. Hey, there's Carlos." <laughs> never, and never gonna stop. You're on. He's never, never gonna, gonna stop. stop. Thank you so much, Carlos. Have a good night. We're going to play on the way out of the show here. For those of you that are listening on the audio podcast, you won't be able to see this. But if you're watching us on Facebook Live or watching the YouTube video, we're going to play a clip of uh, some of the movies and shows that Carlos has been in. So with that, awesome. we're, going to, we're going to say goodbye. But thank you very much again, Carlos. And we'll be watching and listening. And if we can ever do anything for you, just let us know. Absolutely, y'all. Appreciate y'all. All Have right. a good one. Bye. See ya. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back. We are now doing the tail end of the podcast. That was so fun talking to Carlos. We had some uh, bandwidth issues. I think internet is struggling a little bit across the board. As we were talking to Carlos and um, I was just kind of mesmerized by the, I know he's positive. I see it on, you know, really great quotes he puts and stuff on, on his, um, to the top. But, um, I'm thinking like he has a future in like motivational speaking. So he was mentoring, just, definitely it, something it, it, in that area. It's funny you say that because he was just on with Jana Banana, and I cannot remember her last name, but she went by Jana Banana when she was on the Phillips file. It's 104.1. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how she's gone from being on the radio. She had like a calling. She didn't know what it was, but to get out of radio. And so she left her job. She was successful there and everything was fine. But it was just pulling at her. It wasn't for her. And, and, you know, I won't go through the whole thing. But she was talking about how now she's sort of heading in that direction for like motivational speaking and stuff. And on Carlos's podcast, he they just kind of connected about it. So now they're going to get together and do a project of some kind. So he may start doing that, actually. That, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you guys can... Um, you can find out more information on his Facebook page, To the Top Carlos. Yep. And the name of his podcast is To the Top Never Stop. Love it. And we're gonna I we're gonna post all thing. those links in here. I do too. Yeah. All the links to his website and everything. So yep. if you're you know, and make sure go back. It's always fun, like once you see an interview with an actor, especially some of you know is local. Yeah. You know, to show your support by going back renting those movies. Yep. Right. Um 
if they're if they're on a service like Netflix or something, yeah. stream them, watch them, you know, because that shows your support for that that local artist, and that's what we are here to do is support our local artist, and we have one right here. And he's a big wig. We do. And I'll so tell you. one of you, our I'm, favorite I'm, shows. I'm reading this now, but he was on Graceland. That was one of the clips that oh, we yeah. showed. Oh, and if those of you that saw this on Facebook Live and you're watching this now on YouTube, the Facebook Live feed broadcast live. But as soon as I played those clips from the shows, Facebook pulled it because it's got copyrighted material, which is yeah. fine. We'll, we'll post the YouTube yeah. video without that. But he was on Graceland. He was uh, an identity thief, as mm-hmm. you may have seen in the clip there. He was a regular on The Walking Dead for a while. He was on Casadega. Ooh, Prison Break. Prison I remember Bra- he I was love a guard. That show. Yes, yeah, I he watched was a guard. all that. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was on uh, uh, Bloodline on Netflix. Uh, you know, the, the list goes on, but that's a really yeah. good starting point to see some of the shows that he's yeah. on. And not just because, you know, we, we had him on the show, not just because he's a local actor, you know, all the positive things that we have to say about him, but these are genuinely really good shows. And I'm yeah. like a critic for shows, but I can tell you that The Walking Dead, we've really enjoyed. You've heard us talk about it. Identity Thief was a great movie. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, I was never really watched all that show, but when I watched the episodes yeah. to see that he was in, it looks like a pretty funny show. Yeah. Uh, Prison Break was amazing. Yeah, I watched that years ago. Yeah. And if you play video games, Red, Red Dead, Dead Redemption, Redemption 2 is probably the most impressive video game I've ever played. Even Angie would watch me play it a couple years ago when I was playing it because it's almost like watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know what? I just wanted Chicken to mention butt. this because I felt kind of special whenever you told me this, that Amazon Music is now going to have podcasts. That is correct. Right. And they have only invited a certain amount of podcasts to be streaming on their service. That is correct, too. I don't know what that number is, though. I know, but I don't care. We were a part of that number. So we actually got an invitation to that. So we will soon be available on Amazon Amazon Music. Music. Amazon Music Podcast. Yeah. So it's It's probably the name. See, this name is like very catchy. So people are like, yeah. Could be. And, you know, we got like our little cartoon characters. Yeah. It just looks fun. I am fun working and... on an animated version of that, by the way. I know you are. I know it's Yeah, but be... they didn't know. They're, they're going to know now. It's coming soon, guys. <laughs> guys, we just want to let you know how much we appreciate you. And thank you so much for joining in on the Facebook Lives that we've been doing, for the comments, for supporting us on the podcast. We love doing it. We're excited to get out and about into the community a little more as soon as everything settles down. Um, And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe us if you like listening to us. We're going to keep going. We're at episode number 74. We're looking forward to episode 100. And we want to hear your feedback. So give us a call at... I have this memorized, 407-490-3899. Or you can email the voicemail of the show at feedback at fineanddangy.com, D-A-N-J-E-E.com. And once we're on Amazon Music, you can bet that all these things I'm posting up on screen will also have Amazon Music in them. Yes. Yes, they will. But until then, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, YouTube, and all the other main, major, main, main, major podcast platforms. Yes. And also, you can find us on all social media at Fine and Angie. And remember, guys, at the end of each and every day, to the top. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I like that one too. I do too. We'll let Carlos do that one then. Okay, All let's right. leave that one for Carlos. Okay. At uh, the end of every... Nope, I'll start over. At the end of the day. It's all fine and dancing. What are you doing? I don't know. You you said at the end of the day. I thought you were going to say at the end of every day. I thought you were messing Sometimes with me. Sometimes I say each and every day. Let's see. Let's see what I'm going to do now. Just get ready to say your part. I'm ready. Here we go. And guys, at the end of each and every single, single day. It's, it's all, all fine and dancing. Dan took it What's Casey Kasem saying? Keep, Keep your on. feet on the ground. Keep reaching for the stars. Something. Anyway, have a great night, guys. All right, we guys. See you later. And what do we say at the end of every show? You know, we're going to still record it. Oh, we, we are? We could have made it this. We, we could have. We didn't put all our stuff in here, though. All right. All right, guys. All right, guys. So we're going to go and record the rest of our show. And we'll see you next time. All right.